to campfire fireside chats this show is created for adult audiences only our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information we strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing let's begin welcome campers to this week's fireside chat before we get to the interview we just have a few announcements but i'm going to run through these pretty quickly because i am beyond stoked for this week's interview first up patreon we have four different tiers you can get bonus episodes access to the campfire classics collection swag bags full of merch and discounted merch from our merch store it's a lot of merch so visit patreon.com slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling and sign up speaking of merch our merch store is up and slowly being filled with awesome stuff t-shirts stickers mugs hoodies go get it next up there are a couple places that i really really want you to go first off go to your favorite podcast app i mean you're probably already there but give us a five-star rating and if it allows write us a review it helps us so much seriously and we appreciate every one of them that we've received next up if you would go to paranormalitymag.com and vote for us on the monthly top 10 we placed second last month and we want to be number one so badly go do it also read the magazine while you're there I wrote an awesome article on the Honey Island Swamp Monster last month. Check it out. All right, all right. Let's get to it. This week's guest is absolutely one of my favorite people that we've had the honor of connecting with since starting this podcast. Mothboy Matt. Matthew Shang is brilliant and thoughtful and hilarious, but what stands out to me is how truly and deeply curious he is about the world. It's refreshing. He's one-third of the Mothboys podcast, and the co-creator of Cryptid Bash, an annual 14 convention held in Morgantown, West Virginia. Honestly, this interview just felt like having a chat with a best friend. I can't wait for you to be a part of it. So let's jump right in. All right, so, Matt. Hey. Hey. Um, What's up, man? (laughs) I really, I'd just like to start by asking, like, what is your first, what was your first anomalous experience? My first anomalous experience was probably I was um, I was night hiking in the woods. So like it was uh, it's like high school, late high school, uh, maybe eighteen. I was probably like eighteen. Okay. We would go night hiking. So my my buddy and I would just kind of point in a direction and just hike because where I grew up, uh, mostly wooded area just country deep country yeah uh so we hiked for a few miles and we came across this field and uh um we had to go under this like draft horse fence um and when we got to the other side um of the fence and kind of wandered into the woods a little bit we saw this light in the distance and it was this blue light um, and, uh, we thought, so, um, where I'm from, there are people that live off the grid and kind of in the backwoods. 
Right. And so you're taught that if you ever see while hiking in the woods a fire just in the middle of nowhere, don't go towards it. Right. Because um, those people want to be left alone generally. Those people want to be left alone. And right. um, so so you just kind of avoid that. So I thought it was someone, someone living back there. And it was this light kind of going like left and right. Kind of, it looked like someone was running, right? Okay. Uh, like someone with a flashlight that was running, but it was just this solid blue light and it, um, it came closer to us. And we kind of, I, I went into this state where it was like, it was like fight or flight mode kicked in like all at once, both, both did. And so I was like, I had this machete because it's it's a thick brush and so we were cutting our way through right my fist just clenched the machete and was like okay you're gonna fight this thing and my body was just screaming at me like run 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 and um and i just felt like um like butter like i was kind of just like my persons was just like i was just melting wow and then i i i came to and I hit my friend. I remember I smacked him and he came to, and then we just start, decided to run. And um, the adre- my adrenaline was pumping so, so hard. Um, I forgot that there was a draft ho- horse fence there and ran right into it. And it um, pierced some things on me <laughs> and uh, my leg and my penis. And so I've got scarring and I pulled it out and uh started hacking at it out of panic with the with the machete to like try and break it wow and my friend was smart enough he was behind me and he dove underneath the fence (laughs) and i went down like this and hit one of i i hit the the wire above him and Uh the one of the barbs hit his eyelid and ripped his eyelid and so we like we decided to just keep running after that we ended up on some farmer's property but we didn't go up to his house because everyone has guns in that area and so we just waited in his field until sunrise until it was like safe so we didn't get shot or anything right and found out that um we ended up in the next town over and uh um, um Yeah, and that was that was my first experience. Like I, 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 uh, it truly does change you as a human. Um, And this is this is someone who I I grew up very um, like my mother was very spiritual and my father was very heavy into science, and so um, uh, he was a chemist. So he always pushed on me a lot of a lot of a lot of that. and I, I, I grew up worshiping, you know, people like Richard Dawkins and and, right. and Charles Darwin and stuff. And so, when you're that age, you think you know what everything is, right? Yep, definitely. And so you think what the also what the natural world is, and um, and I never believed it. I was always fascinated with legend and lore. Loved it. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, loved it, loved it, loved it. But like that kind of stuff, like. I was like, Bigfoot, awesome. Mothman, awesome. But then when it came to, like, weird mystery lights, I was like, eh, that's like ghost. That doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. It changes you, and I had to reevaluate 
what the natural world was and what actually was in it and and how little we know about the natural world yeah that's um, man that's a that's a wild story yeah like okay so first question you lost consciousness right yeah i i there's a there's a point where it's just like i don't don't really remember i just had the feeling of like um like melting butter and i was like frozen in place okay so when you woke up from losing consciousness you were do you do you know if you were in the same place you were when you lost consciousness um yeah i believe we were in the same place because it was about you know the same distance between where we where we ended up in that draft horse fence so that was okay. like the marker i was like okay we're in the same area yeah um the fence that seriously fucked you up yeah yeah you and it, 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 i got a mangled ass penis from it, man. <laughs> um and your friend you know he got a, a fucking eyelid he, ripped. He, yeah he got his eyelid ripped so he's got a man. scar on his eyelid from it that's crazy i i only ask about that because um because you mentioned that you realized in the morning that you were a town over. Yeah. Like, do you feel like you traveled that distance? It didn't feel like it. No? I don't know if that was just adrenaline pumping and we just we just kind of lost track. We were just... I think we were worried about just getting as far away. Like, I don't remember moving that far away, but we did because we asked... Um, the farmer in the morning and uh yeah i guess i didn't really think about that aspect too much i just knew that we must have run that far which it it, it was um i mean is it like an improbable distance it wasn't improbable okay it wasn't easy yeah but it's not completely improbable, you know? Right. It's not like you popped up 200 miles away or something like no, that. No, 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 not at all. It was just the next town over. Right. Yeah, it it it, it changes you, man. It just, it, it, it's, it's, it's weird because, like, I just wasn't this, like, the same human um, afterwards. And it's, 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 it's hard to, to like take a look in the mirror and and it, and it shouldn't be but as you get older you learn to accept things and this stuff exists it exists and it's 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 it exists and yeah. and and it's just something that you have to you just got to at least deal with you know yeah but it, it's yeah it was um that was my first experience i think I mean, I would I would argue that second only to the very old, I would say teenagers are probably the most ideologically rigid. Yeah. Like Oh, for sure. That's a really hard time to have that kind of revelation, you know. Yeah. I think for a while I had a hard time. I was just trying to think of anything it could be and nothing was making sense and so and I kind of became like shut off for a little bit. Like I was kind of very to myself and I was just trying to figure out what was happening. And, and, and I think as a teenager, um, 
it's a, it's difficult for you to kind of handle that. Um, I I think it was probably though um, also just like realizing these things obviously exist, and that means that they're a part of this natural world, and they're a part of they're a part of this world. They're not that it's not it's not some magical thing. These things right. are 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 real to this world, and so maybe maybe um, you know we'll 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 never know. I think there's actually like a teetering point. There's a there's a there's a a point where the human intellect can just can't understand certain things. Um, you think so? I think so. I I don't think that our knowledge can be infinite because say these things come from another i don't know dimension or another area of space where our laws of physics or our our our, our laws of nature are completely opposite and it's something right. that we can't quite understand so it, it's it's science it's just not science as we understand it here on earth right yeah it just it, it changes you and 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 I'm thankful for that. And I also think that it was science that because science is an ever changing thing, right? It's like in light of evidence, um, you adjust, you know, right? So yeah. so so it, it's. I think that also helped me. Was just like yeah, okay. So it's just like the world expanding. It's not so as small and as A or B, you right. know, as I thought. Right. So it's not, you know, you came to terms with it to the point where it was it wasn't like earth-shattering. It's not like the kind of thing that you have to throw out everything you ever believed in. It's just an addition to who you are. Yeah, it's it, it it became an addition. Originally it was earth-shattering and yeah. I just I just um I couldn't I didn't really know how to make sense of it. It just kind of um I tried to put the puzzles together and I was just, I, I was very confused for a while. Um, but then it just kind of comes to you that like, and that's, it's a, it's a hard, you know, revelation to kind of grasp. But as a teenager, like it, again, you think, you know, everything and you're just like, all right, well, we don't, we don't know. We don't know. We just don't know. We don't know as much. And we, you know, so it, it's, uh, I'm glad it did happen, though. Yeah. Would you say your life is richer for it? I do. It expanded my my mindset, for sure. It, it Like, where I was at, and it's just kind of, yeah, everything just became, became like, bigger and more expansive. And, and that's, that's groovy as hell, I think. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's... See, I, I get a little envious when I hear things like this, because, honestly, I've... I've never had an experience. My interest in all this is is academic at this point, unfortunately. Like, yeah, I would love some confirmation, you know. Yeah, the closest I get is you know people that people that I love or care about or trust. You know they they've had these experiences. You know what I mean. Right. So that's as real as something could be without it happening to me. You know. Right. Right. So you have a, a passion for this this subject, um, which is which is cool. Because you know, I think a lot of 
there's a lot of people that are just like you know they 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 talk about like the lack of evidence and stuff and it's just like you really have to you really have to be into this to to really just be like okay like this is a possibility and i i I, I absolutely think it's extremely unscientific to to dismiss a theory just to dismiss it without the evidence to dismiss it yeah absolutely you know what i mean so it's just like say like with bigfoot it's just like there's footprints there's audio there's video video and it's just like a lot of people will completely dismiss that and i was like that's evidence right there that's like complete evidence right there and there are people that just don't believe it in it and it just it's like it's like i don't know it's some sometimes sometimes you gotta be a little bit more open with with this kind of stuff um because again it's it could be stuff that we can't quite understand and so these things exist but maybe we just don't understand them yet or maybe we we won't ever understand these things Right, because we might literally not have the biological capacity to understand the nature of these things. Because we we understand we understand our carbon based life, like because everything is carbon based life, right here. So we understand a certain way things evolved and and a certain way that things formed here on Earth. But there's different different planets have different elements, which means that though the things that evolved on that planet or in that region of space or whatever yeah that that's that's who knows who fucking knows like you know it's yeah i mean we've barely our scientific community has barely started to wrap their minds around the way science the way science works at the quantum level you know and that's an that's an actual part of our system right right you know so imagine something outside of our system yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I like that. I've, I've never really thought about it like that, but <clears throat> I mean, I've considered, you know, ultra terrestrials and maybe they're interdimensional, but like the concept that maybe we're just, we're just biologically not capable of mm-hmm. comprehending, you right. know, the nature of them. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. You mentioned to me earlier before we started that you did some investigating today. Yeah. Yeah, out in uh, Sherman, New York. Sherman is a uh, is a um, a town, um, a couple towns over from me, two towns over, and uh, um, the people of Sherman, New York, have been seeing uh, giant ground sloths, albino giant ground sloths, um, and and this place is is very much country. It's very you know your your closest neighbor is you know half a mile away from you and okay um and so these people have been seeing these albino uh ground sloths coming out of this giant swamp in the center of sherman and so it originally the sighting started in 65 um and it was with a little boy who who wrote to john keel and John Keel put it in one of his books and called it called them the Beast of Sherman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 
So for some reason, my brain didn't make that connection. But yeah, yeah, yeah. and and okay. so it's just it's it's crazy that you know um, John Keel just even put it in one of his books. But uh, I guess numerous of people have seen this thing. Um, Ten months ago, someone had seen a like a, like a juvenile, like a like a baby ground sloth. Uh, okay. In in the same area, um, and it was uh, it was like what did they say it was one that that stood like six six feet. Um, My and, God, how big are the adults? Um, so people have been saying that it's twelve to eighteen feet on their hind legs. When they're on all fours, I I, I forgot, but on the hind legs, it's twelve to eighteen feet. Wow. Um, so when they say giant ground sloth, they really fucking mean giant. Yeah, I mean, like that's prehistoric, huge. prehistoric giant ground sloths. And, and 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 it's just, um, yeah, it, it, it's. I think this this it just runs so deep, and 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 um, you know, I'm totally fascinated with like, uh, like the megafauna and megaflora of of mm-hmm. and, and the thing is is people are seeing these this thing and so um you know moth boys are going to definitely do um a multi, like a like a series on this episode because more and more people are coming forward with stories of these albino ground sloths so that's yeah that's awesome yeah dude that's that's really big. Yeah. I mean, that's literally, it's so big. <laughs> There's so, yeah. and, and, and I mean, also it's just, it's a, it's a small, quiet town. It's a little, like the center of town is maybe eight businesses. It's a little tiny strip. And then yeah. the rest is just like wooded area and farms, stuff like that. And, and, right. and, you know, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of folks that would distrust people of that area. But the thing is, is like, I honestly think it's a lot of like city folk that come in and be like, well, you actually probably they're like, well, actually, people, you yes. know what I mean? That will be like, <laughs> yep. well, actually, it could be this. And it's just like these people have been living there their whole lives. Right. They know what a bear looks like. Yeah. They know what this look, this and this and this looks like. They understand that, okay? You're 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 saying that that there is an oversized bear, a a white an albino over oversized bear, and it's just like it looks completely different. Yeah, they are two. They are both hairy creatures, but like that's it. So they're talking like round head, big round eyes. Yeah. So they're 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 talking. It's just like a, it's it's the exact description of a of a prehistoric ground sloth. Okay, that's not bear like. No, it's not bear like. It's not bear like at all. It doesn't look like. It doesn't. I think skeptics. Okay, so I think it's. I'll entertain just about anything, but I think it's important that if you are seriously investigating that you bring 
some skepticism to the field, but don't be a skeptic. No one likes a skeptic. A yeah. skeptic, a skeptic will is the type of person that will dismiss something without and even looking into it. They will dismiss it, and skeptics annoy the hell out of me, man. Like it's because it's just like, oh, you saw this? Nope, that can't exist anymore. And it's just yeah. like, what the hell, man? Like you're just gonna <laughs> like, it's annoying. Skeptics are annoying. It's yeah. okay, and it's actually you know if you're se- if you're a serious investigator. Be skeptical. Don't be a skeptic, though. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. If, if like, I don't know, the people on both ends of the spectrum kind of drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I think people, people really underestimate the importance of fence-sitting in the scientific process. Right. Like, you have got to, you, you have to sit on the fence and let the evidence push you one way or the other. Yeah, right? don't, so, don't push a narrative on yes. onto, like, objectiveness, you know what I yeah. mean? The problem with skeptics is they read, you know, one page of information about something, and they'll they'll read, like, the, the scientific approach, right? And they'll just decide that that's fact, and that's the only set of facts that are valid. Yeah. They won't let anything else in. Right. And, and, and honestly, if biologically we can't understand some of these things, how are we supposed to apply the scientific method to something that is so... Usually when this stuff happens, it happens randomly or there, there's no way to peer review it. There's no way to test it over and over again to get right. the same outcome. So how can you apply science as we know it to something that is so random so it's something it's something that we need to rethink about how we're going to get evidence for right and and i'm i'm glad that there are some people in the scientific community that are trying to figure this stuff out that's great and that's noble mm-hmm. but if these things are bio- biologically something different it's all in vain, and yeah. and, 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 and and you know it, it is. It, it's so. It's just maybe again. Maybe it's something we're not supposed to know. Maybe it's something we're supposed to experience, like it's a personal experience. You know, not everything has to be found out about. And we, you know, I think there's that drive for us to know everything, but maybe something should just be as it is. Yeah, and. It, it 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 does it it makes me sad when people have these experiences that are life changing, and fucking well actually people come in, and tell them that their experience, and sometimes it's traumatic. So they're saying their trauma is wrong, what you right. saw is wrong. Well, yeah. actually, it's like no man, fucking jog on, keep going, yeah, move along. I mean, it's it's that attitude, right, that makes it so sickening. The like holier than thou, yeah. No, no pun intended. Um, right. They just like. I imagine going to someone who like who witnessed a, a triple homicide or a right. mass shooting, and treating them literally like garbage mm-hmm. because they got the guy's shirt color wrong. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? Like. Right. It's basically it's exactly the same like thing. That. It's, um, yeah. 
It drives me crazy. But yeah. yeah, what you were saying about applying the scientific method to something that doesn't really... I mean, these things are by definition anomalous. Yeah. Right? So, like, good luck replicating an encounter with, like, Veggie Man. <laughs> you can't. You know I mean? <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. There's there's none of that. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And, but again, it, it's... You know, because there's so many people that ridicule the field. I feel like they're... Um, that they're trying and it's just like but man it's just you can't you can't do it you can't do yeah. it it's because the 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 odds of you running into a, another veggie man right so unlikely it's so yeah. unlikely because a lot even a lot of this stuff even with like bigfoot sightings and you know what whatever it's it's even bigfoot who is like the cryptid that is seen the most right they're also anomalous and and they're yeah they're 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 one-offs like you yeah. were hiking in the woods and you came across something or you were doing this and you came so there's no way to there's no way for the scientific method to be applied and, and yeah. people need to understand that and just accept this as what it is what just just these things happen these experiences happen they exist there's just no way to there's no way to prove it just collect experiences collect all you can do is collect these things and and i i think just like legends and lore like these these by mouth experiences and like stories need to be collected and 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 there's nothing the scientific community can do about it but you you need to you need to to recognize that it is happening right the the likelihood of you figuring out what these say ghost lights are is so yeah. unlikely <laughs> yeah so so just so just accept it as it is there are things beyond our beyond our reach beyond our our mindset of how we think about things um because we humans when you think objectively you think in a very like bah, bah, bah. yeah so right. it's linear right it's linear um yep. this isn't so it's just it's right. like it happens but it, it you know um you have to think outside of the box if you're gonna try and think about this stuff and try and rationalize it because um it's just not working any other way yeah see that's that's one thing um when Ryan and I decided to start the podcast, sure. we obviously I had listened to a lot of podcasts in this niche, right? Mm. It was, it was a thing I was into. Um, but a lot of, a lot of people that are discussing these topics, I think, I think they feel like they have to come up with an answer. Yeah. You know, you like don't. some, <laughs> And yeah, we decided early on that we just weren't going to do that. Good. You know, like w that we weren't going to like force ourselves to, to pick a team, That's you smart. know, like, and it's, it's so, it feels so fucking good to just leave it out there. Yep. You know, like let it be what it is. Like we can talk about it and we can play around with different theories and like, Oh, what if it was this? What if it right, was that? Right. Cause that, that's fun, right? That's theory. the fun of it. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't think we're going to solve it, you know, it's, and that's cool. 
That's yeah. that's one of the things I love about it is that it's it's, just, it's it's a mystery. It is. It's it's this world. Um, I feel like everyone is looking to solve something and not just let mystery be mystery because these things, whatever is happening, it can't be science as we know it now or science that we know it at all. It's just it, it's not it's not going to make that connection. We're not going to make that connection. So it's just it's good. It's good that yeah. we accept that there are mysteries, and I think it's humbling to know that there are things that are beyond our knowledge. And absolutely, um, yeah, and it just makes you a groovier person, honestly. Yeah. Like you know, agreed. Yeah. Okay. I I would be remiss to not talk to you about Cryptid Bash because yes. it's it was like a pretty big deal last year like yeah. people talked about it for a long time that mm-hmm. seems like you guys really made an impression with that so like what yeah. what was the impetus for cryptid bash like what was the goal so cryptid bash was really uh the moth boys we had um we love going to cons and um we love going to festivals and i think it's 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 such a, a magical time, uh, but I think we wanted to put something on a lot of a lot of festivals besides the the Mothman Festival and the festivals like Braxy Bazaar that like Andrew puts on from the Flatwoods Monster Museum. A lot of these yeah. places, a lot of these places charge, and 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 all the Moth Boys, um, we come have come from homes that were lower income families and and there were that we 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 want everyone to be able to experience the joy and kind of like the wonder of these events Mm -hmm. and um so last year we um threw together uh, an event and um we did it in just a few months uh but now we have plenty of time to plan it, but we had over 700 people um, at the event, and it was so beautiful. It was people all walks of life, um, people of all gender identities or lack thereof, and 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 different ethnicities and political backgrounds, and all of them everyone was just smiling and having a good time and it seriously was the best part about cryptid bash um it was just a very special event um just one that can't be it just can't be replicated um yeah it was very heartwarming and uh it was um it's it's I don't know. Um, we've been to, I mean, we've been, even before we were in Moth Boys, we were just kind of like hanging out in the circuits and going to, going to fest, going to conventions and, um, I'm the same. There wasn't, there wasn't much diversity. There was the same old white dudes talking at every single con and, and 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 you know and I'm not trying to talk 
down. It's just that, that we we saw an opportunity yeah. to to really show that this community is is very diverse and it's accepting. The cryptic community is so accepting and loving, you know, and 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 yeah, and so um, this year, last year we had about 30 vendors we added 10 and we handpick each vendor so we know that they're groovy and like everyone will get along with them um right this in year line with your concept right yeah. so it, and and it, it's it's everyone who's super accepting and loving and just yeah you know um and and so this year we had over 88 applicants and more people keep piling onto the list that want to be on uh, for this year in case everyone drops um, mm-hmm. but we only chose 40 people out of the, the 88 yeah and we still get in applications every day um, and, and and so um, that's that's awesome yeah, and, and and so we, we we made this. I don't know. It was this impression that it, the the first year was just so magical, and I'm I'm very proud of us. Uh, and there's there's few moments where I'm proud of myself, but uh, Cryptid Bash was definitely one of them. Yeah, I think I to me I I think one of the things that maybe made such a big impression about it is you know all of us who are into who are into this if you yeah. if you wanted for years if you wanted to hear someone knowledgeable talk about it if you wanted to see it you know accepted on a large platform it was it was these old white guys that you're describing yeah right 100 percent of the time across the board it was like 50 year old white guys out in the woods looking for Bigfoot, mm-hmm. right? The old heads. And, you know, hats off to those guys and the work they've done, for of sure. course. But, like, especially as part of, like, our generation and the younger generation, I think there's, like, a drive to feel, like, to feel included, right? right. With everyone, of course. Right. But, like, especially in these small niche communities, like, I, th- I think it's vital for it to expand to its fullest potential. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And, and like and, to, and, in, to include everyone. Right. And, and, and this, this year will be our first year and we're having, um, all as the speakers, we're having, um, all women, um, or, or queer folk, yeah. um, speaking and, and, and we want, it, it, it's just, it's cryptid bash is just, it's, it's, it's different from a lot of conventions and 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 no matter what we love going to conventions and like you know um it's just it's just that you know the younger generation we we, we're pushing for the younger generation which is a like a more progressive generation to to get involved and and they're the they are the the future that sounds cheesy but they're the future and and no it's true though we it is and and 
you know, we want we want everyone to feel included and welcomed into this community. So that's what Cryptid Bash is really about. Have you guys started having like expansion plans for it? Because like, I imagine at some point the number of attendees is going to outgrow Morgantown Art Party. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it, it's it's this this year. This year, um, we will, I think, get more than the 700. Um, We love Morgantown Art Party. It's a beautiful venue. It's got... um, uh, We're actually opening up two rooms because last year it was just one room. Okay. Now we've opened up two rooms uh, for vendors and just, you know, more space. and. And so, uh, you know, we're going to do it as at Morgantown Art Party as long as we can. Yeah. Um, If we notice this thing starting to get bigger, we might search elsewhere um, just out of necessity. Yeah. Um, But we're expecting it uh, a much larger, larger audience and... Um, honestly, when we first, when we, we were like, okay, there's going to be like a couple hundred people. I have a good feeling about this. And it was significantly more. That's so awesome. Yeah. It was just, it was so much fun. And I think about it all the time. Um, cause it was, it was something very, very special. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's awesome. As coming from like a, a music background, when you put like all this work into something and then that many people, if, if more people than you're expecting show up, it's like mm-hmm. a joy. It's groovy, right? Know? Yeah. So cool. Yeah. It's such like a, it's such a nice surprise. And then to have that, like that joyous experience that you described on top of that, you know, for it to mm-hmm. go so well, you know, aside from just numbers, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's I, I might even call that anomalous, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And to wrap up, I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you the most important question for you as someone who is a host of a, a podcast named after Mothman. Mm-hmm. Is Mothman a cryptid? Oh, man. I think so. There's some people that say that Mothman is not a cryptid. Uh, But I honestly think that it is... Jiminy Crickets, man. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah, I think think Mothman is a cryptid. Um, I have this really... It's just like... It's like fan, a fanfic theory, mm-hmm. but it's um, so. The first time Mothman is seen, he's flying over a cemetery, right? Yeah. When he's on the ground, he's like hobbling. So I have a theory that Indrid Cold is a part of some alien organ organization who is who is chasing mothman through different dimensions and mothman ended up here and mothman ended up here Indrid cold eventually showed up in point pleasant right and so he's kind of like this agent that's like that's hunting mothman down and so i think i think uh you know 
after Mothman disappeared shortly, Injured Cold did. I mean, he came back for Woodrow Derenberger's funeral, I believe. Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, I think, I think, and this is, this is completely fan fiction, but maybe Mothman was wounded from, like, maybe they, they got into a fight in one dimension and then, like, Mothman just kind of, just kind of hopped dimensions and he was wounded and that's why he was hobbling on Mm -hmm. the side of the road when, when uh when he was seen secondly and so um i don't know i think i think anyway i think mothman's encrypted <laughs> i mean i think mothman's encrypted i would watch that netflix series i know right it's so <laughs> badass <laughs> yes mark, well my buddy my buddy uh mark matsky who's uh in monsteropolis and he's a member of the stm crew yeah him and i were gonna write a comic book on it but we just got crazy busy that that Um, that sounds awesome i would read that for sure yeah yeah so all right encrypted deal with it so (laughs) so you you believe that the mothman sightings belong in the world of cryptozoology like i do firmly okay firmly cool all right i I mean it's it's hotly debated it is it it really is though um but it (laughs) <laughs> yeah man yeah okay he's a cryptid yeah he's a cryptid i'm gonna stand right. by yeah yeah i'm gonna stand by it he's a cryptid <laughs> i support that no no need yeah. yeah no need to hedge your bets here okay all right cool man thank you this has been awesome this is this is this has been a great interview we we this was like uh um i had so much fun and you're 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 such a um you guys are so well versed and and your podcast is doing something really cool um and uh you know you know next year next year i i want you guys definitely at at cryptid bash i know that yeah. it like it it the spots were just gone like that for sure but no it's it's cool we honestly this year we're planning on attending as many as we can and in 23 we want to start vending so okay so get there make those connections and hang out with people definitely groovy yeah because we want to meet all you guys in person like this community has been so incredible to get to know and i just i just want to be in the same room with some of you yeah it, it come to cryptid bash it's so much fun uh we've got people we've got people traveling from everywhere last year we had a bunch of people um from way out of state down way down south um from the west coast we had people from california that came yeah and and so it's such a great community and everyone there is so nice and and it's cool to kind of i don't know it's 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 important to meet those people so you know what i mean like yeah so I, I hope you guys make it out to Cryptid Bash this year, which is August 6th in Morgantown, West Virginia. We will definitely be there this year. We cool. We definitely, we want to come and, you know, and meet everyone. Hang on. And cool. I've heard, like, the way you described Cryptid Bash, like, 
I can't not go to that. You know what I mean? And so. something I, I, I want everyone to just experience. And, and Cryptid Bash will always be free for everyone. And, uh, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a great event. Um, and I'm, I'm stoked to, to, to meet you. And, yeah. and I'm stoked to meet Ryan. Definitely. Um, so, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. if you could just tell everyone where to find you what what to look yeah. for coming up like what you have going on right um so uh you can find moth boys on spotify instagram facebook anywhere where you stream podcasts we're on um um but yeah shoot us a follow we've got uh an event that we are co-hosting with Greenbrier valley brewing company and um we'll be releasing the date on that pretty soon um and uh yeah yeah make it out to cryptid bash august 6th in morgantown west virginia um yeah awesome that's awesome we're only like six hours away so that's nothing yeah yeah you'll be there absolutely yeah man cool awesome thanks so much man yeah thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at campfire t-o-t-s-a-u on twitter and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com if you love the show please rate and review it it's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling and a special thanks to greg martin at reverent music on instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief you can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time. I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers. Stay weird. And, and trust, trust in the, the unknown. unknown.